You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 104. Hey friends, this is JC here. Welcome back to the podcast. We are in the middle of May already, which is super crazy, and that means that summer is coming real soon, like in a couple of weeks. I usually take two breaks a year from the podcast, and so summertime is one of those times. There will be only maybe two episodes left of season five, and then we will come back together around August or September. So it is good to break things up a little bit as much as I will miss you, and I know you'll miss new episodes, but I hope that you will enjoy the break and get caught up with episodes that you haven't listened to yet or re-listen to your favorites. And to be honest, I am even toying with the idea of doing the show every other week instead of every week when we come back for season six. But I'm in prayer about that and I will let you know what I decide. I did want to say a big thank you for all of you who show the podcast love this week. I saw it. I was excited. I saw all your love on social media, your screenshots and posts that you shared and tagged me in. I knew that you guys were listening and that is such a blessing to me. Mark your calendars for this Friday, May 21st because I will be dropping brand new merch in the shop, helloawesome.live, L-I-V-E. There's gonna be super soft tees with Hello Awesome designs on them and all about the brand and the podcast. I went with a summery retro theme and I really love them. I want them all. There will be six t-shirts available in a few different sizes and colors and they start at $19.99. So go to the shop at helloawesome.live this Friday and be the first to grab a merch shirt so that you can represent Hello Awesome this summer. I cannot wait. All right, guys, on the podcast today is a new guest, my new friend, Medley Ziegler. Now, you may have heard of Medley and her story when in 2019, three weeks after their wedding, a gas home explosion happened and left Medley and her husband, Kevin, severely burned. If you followed along with their journey live like I did, you might remember how people from all over the country prayed for them and waited in anticipation for updates. Medley has since been open to sharing her journey of healing, specifically how God brought her through grief and into gratitude. This conversation is real, it's beautiful and powerful. I am so thankful that the Lord allowed us to connect and gave Medley the courage to share her faith and story with us on the podcast. She talks about grief, gratitude, and what God taught her about healing. Okay, guys, here we go. This is episode number 104 that I am calling Power of Gratitude with Medley Ziegler. Hey, guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome podcast, where I bring forth topics and truthful insights that will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. Hello. 
The Hello Awesome podcast is sponsored by some good friends who want to give you a special treat just for showing up. If you're looking for super cute, modest clothing that is both classy and fun, Nuggles has you covered. Use code HelloAwesome10 for 10% off at www.nuggles.us. That's www.nuggles.us and stock up on essential yet affordable apparel right now. If this windy weather is leaving your skin crying out for help like mine, Oneness Essentials has what you need to be nourished again. Their handmade lotions and soap bars are seriously heavenly and smell amazing. Use code HelloAwesome at onenesssoapbiz.com for 15% off your next order of bath and body products today. That's O-N-E-N-E-S-S-S-O-A-P-B-I-Z dot com. Are you in love with a good scrunchie? If you know me, then you know my answer is, duh. And my favorite ones are from So Vita. These are high quality, handcrafted scrunchies straight out of indie. Seriously, they're perfect for long hair. Use code PODCAST for 10% off to pick up a handful of scrunchies like the popular Crushed Velvet or Satin Bow at sovita.com. That's S-E-W-V-I-D-A dot com. Go grab a bunch to add to your collection or give away as the perfect gift. I want to give a big shout out to those of you who are working in the medical field, especially our nurses and technicians. Bravo to you guys. Y'all are the real MVPs. If you need comfortable scrub skirts so that you can serve others while sticking to your modest lifestyle, Sea Saucy is the place for you. Use code HELLO10 for 10% off your entire order right now when you check out at csaucy.com. That's C-S-A-U-C-Y.com. Go invest in a comfortable scrub skirt right now with Sea Saucy so that you can just focus on your patience and continue on being a light. Okay, who says athletic wear is boring? Not with Snaga Athletics. With so many fun colors and designs to choose from, you no longer have to struggle to stay modest when you are ready to be active. Use code JC10 for 10% off your minimum purchase of $20 and get free shipping on orders of $120 or more. This code doesn't apply to the Courtney T. Oliver collection and it's valid through April 30th at midnight. That code is JACY10 for 10% off your minimum purchase of $20 right now at snogaathletics.com. That's S-N-O-G-A-A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-S dot com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hello Awesome podcast again. I hope you have been enjoying these real conversations in 2021. I cannot believe I just said that. <laughs> Feels like it should still be 2020 because that year felt like years I'm so grateful that my next guest is here with me to share her story and to share her heart. Medley, you are just a ray of sunshine already. We've been talking for a while and I really was just like, let's pause. We got to (laughs) record because we were saying so many, uh, I think, important things and you were just sharing such wisdom that I think the listeners would love to hear. So welcome to the podcast. It is a true honor to have you uh, with me today. Can you just share with everyone who you are and what you do? 
Well, thank you, JC. First, I just would like to say that um, I, I feel privileged and honored uh, to be here, um, to be a guest today. Um, I appreciate this podcast and uh, everything that you're doing with it. Um, as JC said, my name is Medley. Um, and uh, an overview of, of who I am and um, my story. Uh, I grew up in Pentecost. I feel very blessed um, to, to have experienced that. Um, my dad is a pastor in South Louisiana, and he's been uh, pastoring for 11, about 11 years, a little over 11 years now. And um, a few years ago, I met uh, a guy who would soon, uh, who would later become my husband. Um, I went to school and I graduated with my bachelor's in nursing. Um, and my husband uh, did his undergrad and then he got accepted into medical school. And uh, we went through a lot together. Um, we got married in June of 2019 and uh, he was starting his third year of medical school. Um, I had just moved uh, to North Louisiana where he was in school and uh, I was going to be looking for a new job as a nurse and uh, was also going to go back to school uh, to become a nurse practitioner. And uh, about three and a half weeks um, after our wedding, uh, there was a explosion in our home uh, one evening and um, we were both burned um, pretty badly. Uh, I was burned um, significantly more um, just because I was in a different part of the house. So my husband and I were um, newlyweds and in into the hospital we we went and uh, we we both went through a lot of different things. Um, surgeries and all in all I was hospitalized about about five months and um when I was discharged uh my husband had taken a leave of absence from school obviously and um we moved back down south um to be closer to both of our families as um we we began our journey of recovery and that's pretty much a very concise overview mm -hmm. Well, like every story, there's just so many different details. And especially with yours, there's, there's a lot woven in that, you know, there's a lot of layers uh, to things. And, you know, uh, we were talking about this before we were recording, but I heard about you and Kevin and your story. When it first happened, the post went viral on Facebook. And we were just talking about the community on there. People everywhere were praying for you guys. And I really wanted to give you a chance to speak on, you know, that day and, you know, everything that had happened. And when you started really talking about it and sharing your heart, uh, that's really when, when I think it took everything to a different level uh, because I think there were probably a lot of us who were waiting, waiting to hear from you. I think we we're waiting mm -hmm. to hear your side of the story or how you were feeling and just kind of get your part of the story. And how long did it take you before you were able to, you know, stay brave enough to tell your story? Uh, 
Well, I remember I, um, like I said, I was hospitalized for about five months. Um, the majority of that was spent in an ICU and, um, you know, I underwent about 27 surgeries, um, during that time. So obviously, as you, as you, uh, mentioned, I definitely was not the one on Facebook. Um, I was discharged, um, at the end of November, um, in 2019. And, um, I went home, uh, we were with my parents for a while. And, um, you know, I remember just realizing the, the community that had gathered around us um, is up until, you know, up until the end of 2019, I really didn't know a lot about what was happening on Facebook. I knew little snippets here and there that my family would share with me, um, but I really didn't, I didn't understand everything that had happened. And um, after about uh, a month, I guess, of being home from the hospital, I had um, realized, you know, kind of what had developed on social media as far as um, people being part of our story and our journey and our recovery page. And um, I knew that people would would want to hear from me. And I knew that because I was putting myself in, in everyone else's shoes. And I thought, well, if, if I was a part of a recovery page, I would want to hear from her also. So yeah, I remember I posted for the first time on Christmas day of 2019 and it was short. It wasn't a super long post, but basically I was just letting people know that, um, I was there and that I, we were so thankful for, for all the things that had been done for us, the, the gifts that had been purchased off the registry, the people that donated to the GoFundMe account, the cards, the letters, the prayers, the fasting, all of it. Um, really, it was just, I felt really thankful um, on that Christmas day. And uh, mm -hmm. after that, you know, there were lots and lots of comments and lots and lots of people who, you know, wanted to hear more and more from me, understandably so. But I would say it was a couple months after that because um, it kind of honestly, it took me a while because it was scary. Yeah. Um, it was scary to, to try to sit down and, and put thoughts um, into words that I felt comfortable uh, sharing with the world, um, essentially. So it, it took a little while and I certainly didn't, um, you mentioned me being brave. I certainly did not feel brave, um, but I just felt God kind of tugging on my heart um, that he wanted me to, that he had things that he wanted me to share. And so I began sharing uh, early in 2020. And the more, obviously, you know, the more that you do something, the more you become comfortable with it. Um, but those first few posts were very hard um, for me to, to write and to put out into the world because um, I was, you know, living a brand new life. Um, right. And I remember specifically the first time that I posted a picture of myself to social media. That was a monumental um, moment for me. Mm -hmm. Because for months, I 
I had kept my appearance kind of private. I wasn't ready uh, to show the world, you know, what I looked like and, and all the, you know, body image things. And Mm -hmm. that was really a monumental moment, um, for me to take that step. And, um, honestly, it was really scary. It was really hard. You know, you're just, you're scared of what people are going to think, what people are going to say. But in the end, it was really, um, it was a very empowering thing, uh, because people just responded in a huge way and it really blew me away. And, um, it, it eventually gave me confidence, um, to go out in public more. Um, at the time I really wasn't going anywhere. I didn't really want people to, to see me. Um, Mm -hmm. but taking that, taking that small step on social media, um, actually it really impacted me in a positive way. And, um, I've never looked back from sharing, um, my journey. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm grateful you did. And I know a lot of, you know, listeners out there are as well. And I think the funny thing about bravery is nobody feels brave when they're going to be brave. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. (laughs) I, I think about all of the Bible characters who we idolize and we put on a pedestal and I'm pretty sure, you know, Daniel didn't feel brave when he was going to face the lions or even uh, Mary probably didn't feel brave when she was going to give birth to the Lord. But absolutely, I think that's where God meets us is when there's nothing left of us, you know, yes, like, Lord, this is not I have nothing in me that can provide value right now. If there is something, it's because of you. right? Right. I I wholeheartedly agree. So I really do appreciate you, you know, taking that step. And I, I can only imagine, you know, all the emotions that came with starting over and we all have insecurities anyway. And, and so being faced with new insecurities and a new reality, you know, it really is helpful to have that community. And I think that's why the Lord doesn't want us to try and do life alone because I don't think we're really meant to absolutely not no there's there's no way I could have I could have gotten through um what I've been through on my own Mm -hmm. so you know after all that you've been through and that you're you know you're still facing some challenges that you're you're dealing with one of the things that I had asked you before we started recording was is there something that has been on your heart and you've shared a couple things with me that I really would would really love to unpack here. So um, I really want to talk about gratitude and you kind of touched on it a little bit, but after all that you've been through and that you're still facing, this might sound like a loaded question or like a (laughs) duh question, but how important is gratitude to you? I would say that gratitude in my situation and in my journey has been, um, it's vital because gratitude shapes our perspective and our outlook. Um, it's a very gratitude is a very strong factor of, of how we look at our situation. Um, it's the lens of which we look through, you know, our situations, our circumstance, our trials, and it can make a big, big difference. It can make a, a huge impact. Um, and I don't want people to 
get the wrong idea. Um, I have, you know, absolutely had times throughout this journey that I have, I have not been grateful. Um, there are many times that, you know, I've been mad, I've been angry, you know, I still fight depression and anxiety and PTSD. Mm -hmm. But when I remember, and I try to remind myself often to look at my life and my situation through the lens of gratitude, it totally changes. And I believe that, like you said earlier, God can meet us there um, when he steps in and he gives us strength and comfort and peace. And it, it's a powerful tool of, of how I can pick myself up and move on to another day and another opportunity. Yeah, I agree. And I think it doesn't really matter the details of the grief that we've felt on this earth or the things that we've gone through. I really do think those of us who have come out on the other side can truly say that having gratitude and being grateful is such a, an amazing tool. And like you were saying, it's vital. And I really don't know how a, a Christian can go through life without it. I think we need to really not water it down so much and realize that there's such power in our words and in our thoughts. And I mean, gratitude is gratitude is something that can shut the enemy right up. Um, Absolutely. And I'm just really, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful for what you were saying, because I think it's a reminder to us that maybe, maybe we can all use a little bit more uh, grat what is it? Attitude, gratitude, attitude. <laughs> that thing. Um, we can all use, you know, an attitude of gratitude. And yeah. I don't think it ever runs out. I think we can never have too much. I think we should probably strive to have more. Yes. So how can we stay grateful through grief? Um, I would say that, you know, I deal with a lot of grief. I've dealt with a lot of grief throughout this process and I still deal with a lot of grief. And um, I've really, really tried to continue to, to be grateful. And there, you know, there have been many times that I thought to myself, I, how can I be grateful? I have absolutely nothing to be grateful for. The situation is terrible. It's unfair. Um, I hate it, you know, and we can go through all the things and I've been through all the things, you know, all the emotions, but I realized sometimes if I could just find one thing to be grateful for, no matter how small it was, mm -hmm. it really set me up to, to have a better mindset. Sometimes that was just being thankful that I was a little bit better than I was the week before. Um, honestly, at times, that's, that's all I could think of. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think that how we stay grateful through grief is just saying thank you for the smallest things, that the teeny tiny little baby steps. Um, you know, when you can't think of 
anything because your situation seems overwhelming. Um, you know, literally I have sat down and I have gone through this step-by-step like, thank you, Lord, that I have a roof over my head. Thank you, Lord, that I have food to eat. Thank you, Lord, that I have clothes. Thank you, Lord, that, you know, for my family. And it's just the tiniest, simplest things. Um, but as you begin to be grateful for every small thing, eventually your list gets longer and longer. And before you know it, you know, your heart and your mind have shifted their perspective. And suddenly you can see that there are a lot of things in your life to be grateful for, despite the grief and the pain that's in your life. Um, yeah. You know, First Thessalonians 5, 16, 17, and 18, they're three very short verses, but it says, rejoice evermore pray without ceasing. And then the third verse says in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Jesus Christ concerning you. And I don't know about you, but that scripture to me can be very difficult to swallow because God is saying in everything, give thanks, everything. And that means every, in every scenario, no matter how horrible or unfair or awful, gut-riching, painful, there is something that we can be thankful for. And I believe that those are the ways that, that we can have gratitude in our grief. Right. That is such a powerful scripture. And I think it's just something that we probably take for granted um, yes, just the freedom that we have to even be grateful. And, and like you said, I do agree that counting the small things, we probably will realize those are actually the bigger things, you know, right. those are right. actually the things that are keeping us grounded. And I feel like sometimes I am repetitive, you know, <laughs> thank you, Lord, for this house. Thank you for, yeah. you know, the food in our tummies, you know when I'm praying with my kids or even when I'm praying alone. Um, but I don't think, I don't think it's something that we should just toss aside and just, um, ignore because they do matter. And, um, yes, they do. You know, the Lord does care about how we are clothed and how we are fed and how we are taken care of. Um, there's many scriptures about that too, but it kind of reminds me of just like, just the mindsets that we get stuck in mm-hmm. and you know, when you're, ta- when you were talking about, you got frustrated and yeah, I mean, that's, that's just real talk. Like it is, um, it's normal life. It's something, you know, we all deal with all of our stories are different, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, the humanity in all of us, um, we deal with very similar things you know we all deal with similar emotions anger frustration pain grief sadness loss um Mm -hmm. yeah we're all human right right and it 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 kind of reminds me of like or, or brings a thought to my head of just how sometimes we can get so frustrated probably at ourselves um for things that we can't even control and um 
you know, some of that frustration could be because we have high expectations um, for ourselves or for other people. And it kind of brings me to my next thought is, do you think that we tend to have these high expectations when it comes to how we grieve and how we heal? I, I definitely um, think that that's true. Uh, you know, I've seen it in myself. I've seen it in others. And I think that perhaps, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's a whole plethora of reasons out there, but two that, that kind of come to my mind, um, or well, three kind of, the first one is, you know, we live in a, in a world that is instantaneous. You know, everything's quick, fast. We can pretty much have everything we want, you know, at the push of a button. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately, I, I feel like a lot of us, and I'm including myself in this, um, you know, we fall and pray to, to the instant gratification concept. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like I, I did this thing that was hard or, or good or whatever. So I'm going to, you know, reward myself. And, and that's not all bad. Um, definitely. I'm not against that, but I just, if, if we really sink into that mindset, I, I feel like it tends to give us a false sense of reality in the way that grief and healing, they don't always, you know, healing doesn't always come quickly and instantly. And I'd say rarely does does healing um and us processing through grief come quickly it, you know it's a process and it's a it's a long process um and this is kind of the next thing and kind of getting a little bit deep here but i think there's a mentality um in the church as a whole that sometimes you know we kind of think because we're children of the king and the most high um you know that that nothing really bad or terrible or painful should, should really happen to us because we kind of tend to get in these, these mindsets that, oh, well, I have God's blessings and I have his favor. And so, you know, nothing mm -hmm. really bad is going to happen. And while that is true, we, we do have his blessings and, and we do have his favor, you know, that does not exempt us from hard things, uh, from painful things, from unfair things. And, you know, when those things come into our lives, I think we can kind of expect God to just take it away and fix it, you know, right away. And if we're not careful, I feel like there's a tendency sometimes that we get offended at God for allowing situations to come into our lives. And if, if we allow ourselves to become offended at God without even realizing it, we are, we are becoming unwilling to let him back into our lives and to let him actually help us heal and, and help us process through our grief. Um, and the last thing that, that I'll say about this is, you know, again, our healing, it doesn't look like our friends healing. It doesn't look like our family's healing. It can be 
a similar situation, but it can be a totally different journey. Um, and I think at times we are, we're all guilty of playing the comparison game, um, even in regards to our healing journeys. Um, our, you know, our healing journeys are totally different, just like our stories are different. Um, you can have a similar experience, but have totally different outcomes. And, you know, maybe God, you know, healed your best friend of cancer instantly, and you're praying for the same thing. He may do it for you, but he may not do it for you. And yeah. we just have to trust in the journey that, that he is leading us on and to make sure that we're guarding our hearts to not, um, get offended at God for the things that he has allowed to come into our lives. Mm -hmm. Right. That was so good. And I think that's something that we have to um, be reminded of. I think sometimes we don't even realize that it's offense, you know, that we have that, you Absolutely. know, that we feel offended um, because it's so easy for us to be self-righteous and prideful and saying, oh, no, I love the Lord. Whatever, Lord, I'll do anything for you. I can, I'll go through whatever trial for you. And then something happens and we're like, God, why? <laughs> yeah, um, I'll just, I'll just throw this in. I wasn't going to say this, but my dad preached a very powerful sermon um, a few weeks ago. And he was talking about us us becoming offended at God and really exactly what you just said. A lot of times we're not even aware that it's happened because if mm -hmm. you ask us questions, we're like, yeah, we love the Lord. Yeah. We serve God. Um, and you know, we're usually still involved in, in our churches and all of that. But, um, my dad said a very powerful statement, um, in that sermon that I have just really taken with me and, um, tried to take into heart and, and remember, um, remember it. And I'm trying to pull up my notes so that I say it exactly right. I don't want to misquote him. <laughs> You'll get a phone call probably. <laughs> <laughs> he said, oftentimes, if we're offended at God, it will come out in the way that we treat other people. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that 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 packs a lot into such a small statement and it goes exactly with what you said a lot of times we don't realize that that's the issue the issue is that we're offended at god for the things that he's allowed or the things that are happening in our lives and you know we don't necessarily take it out on god but it comes out in the way that we treat other people and i was i was just blown away by that statement um that's good. I've never heard that um, before. Mm -hmm. The title yeah. of that sermon was um, The Danger of a Dream. Well, yikes already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was a good, it was a, incredible, but. Well, thank you for sharing that. I, I think that's one of the things that I miss about, you know, not having regular services. It's just the impact that preaching can have on your life and, you're like, yeah. Lord, I wasn't ready to be changed tonight. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> At least not that deep, Lord. You're cutting a little bit too deep here. <laughs> the sur the surgery is real difficult tonight. <laughs> yes. So what would you, um, 
what would you say? I mean, you just shared so much, but what would be like one lesson that the Lord has taught you about what true healing is? I would say that as I reach out through my pain to other people, that allows my heart and my mind to experience healing. Mm-hmm. You know, scripture, there's a scripture that I, I really like. And, and I, when I read it again, I was like, man, that's exactly where I feel like I'm living. Not all the time, but just sometimes in, in this instance of when I allow myself to go through the pain, to go to the hard places, to reach to other people in their pain, you know, that is where I feel like I, the Lord gives me healing um, in, in many cases, but the scriptures in second Corinthians one, three, and four, and it says, blessed be God, even the father of our Lord, Jesus Christ, the father of mercies and the God of all comfort who comforteth us in our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. And I really Mm -hmm. like the way that the New Living Translation says, basically, he comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others when they are troubled we will be able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. Yeah. And I feel like that for one of the things that I have learned about healing is that as I reach out to other people and try to give them what God has given me, I get true healing from that. Mm -hmm. That's such an amazing way to look at it. And I love that you shared that scripture, because I think when we see something in scripture, it really should change our perspective. Um, And so often we think of healing as outward and physical, Mm -hmm. um, which can be obviously a thing. We know that the Lord actually created our bodies to heal itself, which I think is amazing. We have superpowers. (laughs) Um. You know, but the Lord is the only one who could really truly heal a heart. And the fact that he created us to have connection with each other, to have community, to be able to have these relationships with each other so that we can try and help each other heal through our words or through just community, um, through sharing. I think that's just such a treasure and something that we should, you know, really think about is what what am I going through right now that maybe can help somebody else? Um, We may not be able to do it right away. You weren't able to really do it right away. Right. It took it took time. Um, And it's still taking time for some things. And there's a lot of things that I've gone through um, that I knew the Lord was teaching me things, but I didn't have the right opportunity or the right time yet to share that with others. And, um, the, the message had not matured yet. And Mm -hmm. it probably still hasn't (laughs) probably for, (laughs) you know, many of us, but like, um, 
you know, it's just like in, uh, in Ecclesiastes, you know, like there's a, there's, you know, there's a season for everything, right? There's a time for everything. Mm -hmm. I think the important thing to remember is that God is in the middle of it all. And he's in the midst of all of the seasons in our life, including those hard uh, winter seasons that we feel like, Lord, I'm just so numb and I'm so angry and I'm so bitter. I don't feel any warmth and I don't feel like you're even here. And, you know, we're reminded by his word that he is and that hopefully when we get past that and we're out of that season, you know, he will make an opportunity or he will present us an opportunity to help somebody else through their season. Right. So what would you say to the person listening right now who is experiencing grief in this moment and maybe feels as though God doesn't see them? First, I would say um, I've been there. I know what that feels like. I've walked through that. And I would say that you are stronger than you think that you are. And I would say that you're not alone, despite that you feel alone. I would also say that you you cannot trust your emotions. Hmm. Basically, you can't go off of how you feel. And that sounds like a really harsh statement. But I, I know what I'm talking about because I I have I have lived, I have lived that. Um our emotions they're not true to us and emotions come and go and our perspective can be very jaded um, by our emotions and our feelings. So I would just say that you, in those, in those seasons, you have to stand on facts. You have to stand on what you know. Um, I would say, you know, like we were talking about earlier, stand on the word of God. When you read, you know, his words that he has written, that that's a promise that he's given to us and he's going to fulfill it. And something else that I would, I would try to remember in those seasons where I felt like God wasn't there, um, that nobody was there, that I was totally alone. um, I would go to the scriptures and I, would re- try to remind myself every morning that every morning he counts all of the hairs on my head and little things like that. Um, there's a scripture that I, I stood on it and I, I repeated it to myself over and over again, even when I did not feel like repeating it, because if we're all being honest, there are times that in our flesh, we do not want to be quoting scripture to ourselves right. and we don't want someone else quoting it to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of those verses for me and, and everybody, everyone's going to know it. Um, it's very well known, but you know, in Deuteronomy 31 and eight, it says, and, and the Lord, he, it is that doth go before thee and he will be with thee and he will not fail thee neither forsake thee, fear not, and neither be dismayed. And that is something that 
That is a fact. We can stand on that. He will not forsake us, even if our emotions are are telling us that he has. He he will not forsake us. Um, We have to put our trust in Jesus because we can't put it in how we feel. Um, he, he is our only hope. He is, you know, he's the giver of life. He's the giver of salvation and he is the God of miracles. And another scripture that I love that, again, I have repeated to myself, no short of probably a hundred times when it's in Lamentations 3, 21 through 24, it says this, I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore, will I hope in him? And that pretty much sums it up. I will hope in him. That's so good. Thank you for those scriptures. There's so much power in his word. And I'm just so encouraged. I really am. I think, you know, we're all going through some things. And right now we know in our nation, there's a lot of unrest. And some of us are probably grieving um, different things that Mm -hmm. um, we we don't feel brave enough to talk about. uh, But we can always stand on his word. That is one thing that we have that will never fail and it won't change and it will just keep us pointed in the right direction. It'll keep us pointed to him and remind us who we really belong to, where we are really going um, and his plans for us. Cause sometimes it doesn't feel like there's a plan going on down here. Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Oh man. But I know that there has been some, you know, obviously joyful moments. And, you know, recently I saw a video of you and Kevin singing at (laughs) church and it was so moving. Um, It's always moving when I see people praise the Lord with the power of the Holy Ghost. I mean, there's nothing like it. And to see you both up there really just doing ministry together. I know you were just worshiping the Lord together, but just being an example to us as ministry. And so, you know, how has praising God helped you? What was that moment like singing with him? Well, I appreciate the, the kind words. It's funny because kind of like when I, when I posted the first picture of myself on, on social media after the fire, that's kind of exactly how I felt uh, posting the video of us singing that was uh, something that I so did not want to do but I just I could not get away from the Lord telling me that I needed to um, that I needed to just be humble and let everybody you know see our flaws and uh, our imperfections Um, but you know that it it really truly was a powerful moment and uh, we're very thankful that we were given that opportunity. And um, as far as, you know, how has praising helped me, um, it, it's helped so much. You know, praise gives us freedom from ourselves. Mm. It, op- it really 
opens us up to receive from the Lord what we need. And I think that praising the Lord through our pain and through trials, it's a visible action. It's we are we are actively showing the Lord that we have faith. And we're also demonstrating trust in him and that he is going to bring our situation to pass or that or gifts or, you know, our healing or he's going to fulfill his promises, give us answers to our questions. Mm -hmm. I just think that praise is so powerful and I'm grateful that God gave us that as a way to, to just demonstrate to him, you know, our faith and to activate, you know, our trust and just have something that is uh, a visible action, I think is so powerful. And for Kevin and I to, to stand up there together and sing, you know, we were both nervous. Um, but you know what, it was so powerful and it was, it was so worth it. And, um, we were just very grateful that, um, that we could do that and do that together. It, it meant a lot to both of us. Um, and there may be more in the future. Who knows? <laughs> I know we would really enjoy that. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think praise just brings us to a different level. You know, we're really outside of ourselves. We're not we're not the focus. It's not about us. And I think that's right. why praise is so powerful because we have nothing to do with it. <laughs> yes. Oh man. But I really do appreciate you sharing that. And, you know, right now, um, I don't have this as like a question, but since we're talking about praise, is there like one or two particular songs right now that, that really has been firing you up and just, just really bringing you into the presence of the Lord and, and encouraging you to just praise him? Oh man, that's a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm putting you Uh, on the spot. I have a hard time, um, thinking of favorites, but, uh, off the top of my head, obviously the song that, um, Kevin and I sang that we posted to social media, um, called the story I'll tell you know, that song, uh, obviously has, it, it really has meant a lot to us because I feel like it re- really, you know, summarizes exactly where we are. Um, and, and that was a beautiful song. Um, another song that I really am just enjoying and loving is Stones by Kim Walker Smith. Yes. That's uh, just, man, such a good song that I just stumbled across. And um, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's such a good one. Um, I really also love uh, Thank You For It All by Marvin Sapp. It's a, it's a really good song. I could go on and on, but I'll leave you. I'll <laughs> leave you with those three. <laughs> those are good. Those are, those are a good three for sure. Well, before we say goodbye, do you have any last words, any last thoughts, anything else in your heart that you would like to share with us? You don't have to, but. (laughs) Yes, you know, just that I uh, am so grateful um, for this opportunity, um, for you trusting me with your audience 
I don't take that lightly ever. Um, and I, you know, appreciate the listeners. Um, they've taken the time to listen to me. <laughs> I certainly don't feel worthy um, of it. And I, it's truly um, been an honor. And uh, I just, if you're listening and you're someone that's followed our story and has prayed for us or done anything, just, just thank you from the bottom of my heart and, and just know that Kevin and I really cannot put into words how thankful we are for the community that has built around us and um, the support of friends, family, and especially the support of strangers. It, it, it has meant the absolute world to us, um, truly. So thank you. Well, you are an inspiration and you both are just such an example of resilience. And I think you for being vulnerable with us and for just continually sharing your story. And I would love it if you would just tell everyone where they could find you on social media and where they could, you know, find your church. Sure. Um, you can find uh, me on Facebook and Instagram on Facebook. Um, we have a page. It's called um, Kevin and Medley's Road to Recovery. Um, you can follow along there on Facebook. Um, on Instagram, we also have a page devoted to um, Kevin and Medley's Road to Recovery. You can also follow my personal account on Instagram. That's just Medley Reagan. And um, you can follow along with our church page um, on Facebook called the Pentecostals of Ascension. Um, we do live stream most of our services at this time. Uh, not 100% of the time, but most of the time. So you're welcome to join us on Facebook on Sundays and Tuesday nights. And um, yeah, feel free to reach out to any outlet um, to get in touch with us. So yeah. Great. <laughs> Well, I'm going to link some of those in the show description. So if anybody needs a clickable link, it should be there. And uh, Medley, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Well, thank you, JC. Were you inspired by this episode? I hope so. If you were, please take a screenshot of your podcast player and share it on Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Live. That's H E L L O. A-W-E-S-O-M-E-L-I-V-E. It really encourages me to see that you were blessed. Also, do you want a free digital devotional? Leave a five-star review in iTunes and DM me a screenshot of the review with your email address. You'll be gifted a digital devotional of your choice as a thank you. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to helloawesome.live. That's H-E-L-L-O a-W-E-S-O-M-E -E dot L-I-V-E. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.